0: Because it went down. What did the Celtics finals rematch win over the Warriors last night prove? And Zay, I do want to make a comment before I get into my take and then pass the rock to you. You know, Jason Tatum came out. Matter of fact, we're going to play that clip right about now. Let's hear from Jason Tatum.
1: Oh, no, 200%. There's no question about it. I think, you know, I think the first time we played him in, uh, in San Francisco, I felt like we bought into that. Right, rematch of the finals, ABC game, uh, first time back since we lost. You know, everybody wanted to win so bad. And I think that was the first time all season that we played out of character, that we played tense, um, and we just kind of have to talk about it today. Like, you know, the fact of the matter is we lost. We lost the championship. No one win we can bring that back. We can't go back in time and change that. Um, so we didn't look at this as a rematch of the finals, right? It's just one game against a great team with great players and, you know, obviously a great coach. Uh, but it was just one game. Uh, you know, whether we won or lost tonight, you know, we didn't celebrate and hang a banner or anything. We still got a game on Saturday. Uh, so I think uh, just coming in with that mindset of, you know, it's January 19th, uh, it's so a Thursday, and we're playing against a really good team. No reach, rematch of the finals, anything like that. Um, not make it bigger than anything. It is It's one game. They all count as one. Um, and I think you know we learned from that early in December playing against them, and uh, you know just came out a little bit more relaxed today. Uh,
0: yeah, sorry about the little technical error at first. John Harbaugh was like, I'm not done here. Let's talk about me. No, John Harbaugh, we are done talking about you, at least for today, you know. um, Let's move on to the NBA. We just heard from Jason Tatum. And now you're going to hear from me and then Zay. Basically, no matter how Jason Tatum or the Celtics or the Warriors try to downplay the magnitude of this game, this game was a high-profile game. Let's face it. A lot of players in the NBA do not take the regular season seriously and as a fan there's certain parts in the NBA calendar that's really worth looking forward to last night was one of those um points in the calendar you know when you talk about all the ramifications all the adjustments made prior to this game number one Jalen Brown was activated before the game you mean to tell me that ain't mean none of y'all y'all playing a couple days the Warriors Steve Kerr he changed his lineup okay basically downsizing going um away from Kevon Looney Insert and pull into the lineup for the small ball operation there. Okay, there was a lot of movements. Both teams were at full health and ready to rumble. And uh, basically, my observation and what the Celtics proved to me is that the only team that could really beat the Celtics, literally, is the Celtics. Right now, clearly, shot wasn't falling. Jason Tatum, he had a slow process to get into the flow of the game. Jalen Brown coming off an injury. He didn't come through to the fourth quarter when he hit that game-time three-pointer. But they were still able to manufacture points in the paint area by getting the ball to Al Horford in the low post, and he was attacking the paint. He had a very infectious energy on both sides of the ball. He was getting blocks. He was hustling. One, one point in the first quarter, I believe he had a block on pool. He came back into the play and got the rebound. His energy was so infectious that it really held the Celtics down Until the last six minutes of the game where Jason Tatum was like, oh, wow, I'm at an NBA game. I got to go off. That's my job. If I'm the MVP of the league on consideration, these are my moments to show up. Yeah, I may have struggled with my shot being inefficient, per usual, against the Warriors. They got me. But at the end of the day, this fourth quarter, pass me the rock. I'm going to take it. Jalen Brown, same thing. And that's how it's supposed to be. Your supporting cast is supposed to hold you up until your superstars are ready to take you where you need to go. But I think for me, and the reason why I say the only team that can beat the Celtics basically is the Celtics, is because I still see some erraticness when it comes to them. You talk about that last stretch in the game, in the overtime in particular. they had a lead. You're thinking, all right, the game is over. You know, I'm going to get a head start on what I'm going to do next after this game is over, and sure enough, I believe it was Al Hawford, he fouled Andrew Wiggins on a three-point line. All this is photographic memory. He, he fouled him on a three-point line. Gave him a three-point shot, basically. Three points. Now with a gap. Then the next exact play, as I can remember, they turned the ball over. Easy bucket. The Vincenzo three. Then they almost turned the ball over again, and Jalen Brown saved the day. What happens if he didn't save the ball? I firmly believe that we would have been looking at two overtimes. And that's the thing about the Celtics. That's very, very frustrating. You want to choke them, because they have the talent in the world. They should have won the finals last year, truth be told. But every time they just get into these erratic moments. Remember the Miami Heat series, Eastern Conference Finals, Game Seven, where they was up by like ten, and Miami just kept chipping, 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 chipping away. They was, you know, Marcus Smart is doing some Marcus dumbness. You know what I'm saying? And then they almost came back. The Celtics, I thought that basically with experience they will outgrow that because that's just a bad habit, and they have improved their games individually as a collective as well. But that erraticness can defeat them, so that's basically what they proved to me is that they're the only ones that could beat them. And let's see if that happens.
2: You know, I think uh, to answer the question whether the Celtics Finals rematch win over the Warriors prove um, that you could be, you know, you could be the Warriors team that's still trying to find. Their their identity, you know, there's a they're still trying to uh, to see where they're at after the the championship run that they had. You know, I think they're still living off that NBA Finals. Then they don't really um recognize what's happening right now in the Western Conference. There's a lot of teams hustling and working hard. You know, they could really knock out the Warriors out of playoff contention, let alone playing in. You know, they they, did. It's looking like a lot of teams are combating a very close. Leads in the Western Conference, and you know I think the Warriors are still groggy. They're still sleeping. They're not awoken. They're not. They're not playing their best basketball, um, despite that little comeback they had uh, last night. Um, you know, but I think the Celtics. And I want to comment on the Celtics uh, thing you said, where they said the only team that can beat them is themselves. I disagree with that. I think there's a team that is still, um, when fully healthy could take the Celtics to seven games easily and that's the Milwaukee Bucks you know when you look at what Chris Middleton means to that Milwaukee Bucks team you know he was missing in, in that game six game seven against the Celtics um when he got hurt you know they, they, they that allowed the Celtics to move on in the um in the playoffs I think if um Chris Middleton was playing that game we would be talking about an entirely different story um I think the Celtics still have a lot of um identity issues within themselves like you stated a lot of erraticness um they lack discipline late in games you know there's three quarters they play immaculate but that fourth quarter or overtime they just wind up playing stupid you know there's it, no other word to say they, they don't play like they were playing early on in the game and that's maybe due to the fact that the coaching you know is, is not it's not um Midoka is, is not the same one that was preaching prior Maybe it's this a lack of or oh, probably a laxiveness, a, la- a lack of daisicalness of the coaching where he's calm, cool, and collective, not really, you know, telling guys what they need to do, like a disciplinary coach. is more of like, yeah, you know, you know, do this, yeah, you're doing fine, don't worry about it, come out. Yeah. You know, he's not really like, you know, making sure that everyone's hammered down and locked in for the full 48 minutes of the game that they need to be. And that's dangerous, you know, especially when you're talking about uh could we we all know the stuff's going to the playoffs. So it's like when they get to the playoffs and stuff in that nature. Um, we you know is is this gonna be the same level of player they're gonna show? You know, is there another level or they that they could get to, to 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 you know back teams off? Because I I don't know if you're playing against Milwaukee Bucks, you're playing against Miami, you're playing against the Raptors, you know, and you just fall off in the fourth quarter and you think everything's gonna be sweet and fine. You know, that doesn't work with every team in a regular season. Yeah, it's fine. You know, some teams just can't come back, some teams are not locked into it. But we're talking about playoffs when they go home. You know, certain. You know, that's not gonna flow. That's not gonna, you know, go the way you think it is. And I think the only team right now that the Celtics need to worry about in their in their conference is the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the team that at any given moment, once they get Chris Middleton back, Drew Holiday, Giannis fully healthy, um, they they could take that that Eastern Conference easily without even blinking an eye.
0: And that's kind of the reason why I said that the Celtics' they biggest, you know, um, nemesis is themselves because you literally kind of eliminated half of the eastern conference with your last statement with your closing statement that you really have to worry about the bucks which I can't disagree with you still got Giannis over there but the Celtics are more athletic than them they're way more athletic than them right they got guys that can fly they got guys that can shoot over people they got depth they got defense they got offense they can throw the bodies at Giannis to give him a hard time and clearly they did that last year now Giannis is a different specimen And Chris Middleton wasn't there. And I get all those arguments. But the Celtics have experience. Okay? Now they have championship experience. And I feel like if they can just stop beating themselves, which is part of my statement of the erraticness when it comes to them in late-game situations, they just looking all over at each other. Guys don't even want to take the shot if you really watch them. If they can kind of, like, mature enough in those situations primarily, who's really stopping them? Like, if they really fix those four-quarter... Indecisive issues, it's going to be hard to beat them. And that's why I fail. And that's why I say that Boston is the only one that could beat Boston. Because if they're not beating Boston, then nobody's beating them. And I think when you look at the other side, when you talk about the Warriors here, because I do want to show the Warriors some light, I think the Warriors in this game, although it wasn't perfect, although people may question Steve Kerr's decision to go really, really small and get dominated on the boards. You talk about, I believe it was, um, 38 to 52, or 63 to 47, and 18 and 8 on the offensive glass. When you talk about the Warriors and everything, they show that they are dangerous in this game. Nevertheless, they are a very dangerous team. Now, dangerous and actually being a favorite are two different things. You know, I'm not sure if I would bank my money today on the Warriors making the finals. If I had to make a bet like that, I'd be very hesitant because you look at the Nuggets, you look at the Grizzlies, I think it's them too. And everybody else is just trying to get to them. But at the same time, when you have a guy like Steph Curry, who's always in motion, who's always trying to find a little open space to shoot the three, even when he passed the ball, he's moving. Like you mean to tell me, I got to play an 82 game schedule. Then the playoffs. Then I got to follow this dude all around the court. I got to chase this dude all around the court. It's like Tom and Jerry. You talk about fatigue. uh, Yeah, I'm going to be fatigued. So, the Warriors are dangerous, but they still have work to do. They have a lot of work to do. They need to be very aggressive at the trade deadline and get some reinforcements on that bench. Because two points in the first half off the bench or the bench players, yeah, you got work to do. So, like I said, they're still dangerous because they're the Warriors and they have what I deem to be, to me, to me, arguably the best player in the world, at least top three, top five, and Steph Curry. They're dangerous because of that. But they still have work to do. And if you ask me today, real, or if anybody asked me today, who do you trust more out these two teams to make the finals again? I'm going Celtics. Easy.
2: That's fair to say. You know, I think I think you could make the argument that the Celtics were, are um would be better off going back to the finals than the Warriors at this particular moment. Um, you know, the Warriors, they got young guys out there off the bench, they're trying to work them through. You know, they got Wiseman, they got Moody, they got Moses, you know, guys, I mean, uh, Moses, Moody and Kaminga, you know, guys are not uh, fully uh, progressing the way they anticipated uh, after that championship run they had. They thought it would be another step to their game. But, you know, it's slow. It's a slow burning candle to their to their um, improvement. And uh, fortunately, they have to rely on Jordan Poole. to just paid all that money for uh, money, too. So he could really thrive off the bench and get the 20 points off the bench, 30 points off the bench that. They know he's capable of doing, but it hasn't been on a consistent basis, which is an issue. And also it hasn't been against the higher echelon teams in the league, the Celtics of the world, Nuggets, um, you know, um, Grizzlies. So, you know, they they have to – everyone has to wake up essentially. You know, they can't just rely on Curry getting 45 every night. You know, everyone needs to do their part and, and play both sides of the ball, defense and offense, because their defense hasn't been that, that great either, and they have good defenders there. So it's a lot of issues over there, but I think, like you said, the Celtics, if – to either the teams were to, uh, you bet the bank on to go back to the playoffs, you would have to say, I mean, set finals, it would have to be the Celtics.
0: And you talk about, well, I talked about fatigue and Gordon Steph. He might be fatigued Steph by the time they get late in the playoffs with all that he's going to have to do. And the Warriors' upfront talent is going to have to do to overcome some of that back end depth. But I think one of the things that I noticed, and I'm going to end here with my take, one of the things that I noticed is different, and ironically, I thought about this last night. Draymond Green actually came on his podcast. I believe it took ownership of that. Is Draymond Green? Is something missing with him? You know, to get in guys' faces, argue with guys, that voice, that leader. Ever since that Jordan Pool situation, I know a lot of people want to dismiss that. Like, yeah, that you know, that's a little outside incident that's not going to affect the Warriors. I think it has some ramifications on them. I think Draymond Green is not showing that edge that I don't know how to, I don't know the words I'm trying to get, but that, yo, I'm going to get into your face. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to be, try to coach him up while he's playing. I don't see that Draymond Green anymore. He's passive now. And I think the Warriors need that. You know, I don't see that with him. And I think that's one of the main reasons why they're not hustling defensively, you know, in most instances.
2: Yeah, I agree with that, actually. You know, we, we're not seeing the same intensity that we once saw with Draymond because before that incident, he never swung on nobody or we'll punched them, and the connected and punched him in the face, and we saw it all. Like, you know, that's, so that's something that definitely changed uh, dramatically with Draymond Green. I think, you know, it's now, unfortunately, the task of Steph Curry to be that vocal leader because when Draymond Green was once doing it, it was an aggressive, but, you know, let's get it going. Now teams and teammates, excuse me, are probably more fearful of, you know, getting into a fight or, you know, messing their money up or, you know, whatever the case, that nature. Cause that could have ended, let's say if it wasn't Jordan Poole, let's say if it was like somebody else, somebody who's not really known on the Warriors and him and Draymond got into an argument that could have been that kid's career, you know, it would have ended right then and there. But Jordan Poole being having that year that he had and it, it really imp- like showing his showcasing his game and then winning the championship being one of the reasons they won the championship. The, and that's the, probably one of the main reasons why Jordan Poole is not like off the team or something or like whatever. didn't like because. Any situation where Draymond Green is in combating with another person, you know, it's usually just an argument and they walk off. But, you know, something had to be said in order for that to happen and then Draymond Green swung on him. Now, Draymond Green is wrong, of course, for swinging on him and now he can't be that same leader that he once was because now it's, like, depleted. Now, like, you've already shown that you you could take it as far as swinging on a teammate for a disagreement. So now teammates probably don't trust you no more to even hear your words. And that's, like, daunting. And that's that probably was the beginning of the demise of the Golden State Warriors
0: absolutely the Warriors they just got to do a better job of taking the regular season seriously I understand they believe in their minds that they could just turn it on turn that championship pedigree they feel that they have an advantage which in some cases they do over the teams that they play the experience advantage but we see time and time again when you don't take the regular season seriously it can come back to bite you come playoff time let's see if it does to the Warriors